How we doing, Dodger fans? It could not be scripted any better. The Dodgers have a terrific 6-1 week and clinch the NL West on Vin Scully's final home game. We're going to talk all about it and look ahead to the last week of the regular season all this week on Dodgers Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Time for Dodgers Rap 360. Oh, yeah. Alongside Hunter Marks, I'm Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in, Dodger fans. This is another edition of our weekly rudderless discussion on all things Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Feel free to join in in that discussion by, you know, how can people join in with this, Hunter? You guys can tweet me at Hunter underscore Marks or shoot me a question at Huntsman on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I love that. You can also uh, go to the YouTube chat room and uh, enter the live chat and, you know. Shoot us a question. That's it. Or, or make a statement. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Tell us, you know, you, you love the Vinny Bobbleheads. You love the set dressing we've done tonight. But... Unbelievable game today, and like I said, you couldn't write up the script any better. I mean, Corey Seager, the rookie of the year, can we just give it to him now? Ties up the game in the seventh with a triple, hits a home run to tie up the game in the ninth. What what a Hollywood ending game! You couldn't have scripted this even better, like you said, and it's just just a remarkable, well played game. This this game was one for Vin, as Dave Roberts said at the end. So yeah. what a, what a way to go out and clinch our fourth NOS title. And then Charlie Culberson in the 10th with his first home run of the season. And it's just kind of like a fitting way to end uh, the regular season at Dodger Stadium, you know, in Vin's last game. Because the, uh, Culberson, it's just with all the guys, 27 guys, most in the majors, put on the DL this year by the Dodgers. It's just so fitting that a guy that's been up and down, shuttled up and down between AAA and the Major League team, Charlie Culberson, is the guy that ends it for the Dodgers. Well, this has been the story of the Dodgers all season. Guys go down, the best player in baseball, Clayton Kershaw, goes down, and everybody steps up. We've seen this time and time again through these guys, the resilience from this team, and this is somebody that we're not going to, teams are not going to face in the playoffs. This month of September was incredible for the Dodgers. They had the best record in the National League for the month of September. Nice. Everyone stepping up, crushing it, and it's uh, Ketamida got his 16th win of the week this year. Mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw has 13 wins on the year now. Welcome back, Clayton. Nice. So everyone's kind of just pouring their weight right now, and this has been the story of the season. So Can you tell me who has the best record in all of baseball in September? That I cannot. Uh, you're taking me, me over take, here. Take a guess if I'm asking you. Boston Red Sox. Okay, cool. okay there we go. Come on now, put it together. Uh, but we're here to talk Dodgers. We're here to talk Dodgers. Right? And I know, I know, like all the hubaloo in the NL this year has been about the Chicago Cubs, but there's something special going on right here in Los Angeles. The Dodgers are clicking on all cylinders offensively, defensively, through the bullpen, the bullpen starting pitching. From top to bottom through the lineup, everyone is contributing. We got old man Chase Utley, no offense, Chase, 37 years old, batting leadoff, has 12 home runs on the year, 60 something RBIs, or runs batted, excuse, or runs scored, excuse me. Oh. And just like everyone is stepping up now. Pui got recalled from AAA. He's crushing the ball, which makes his trade value even higher come offseason, possibly. Or if they decide to keep him, maybe this is the Puig, the Osteo we've been waiting for all along. Yeah. 
I mean, you can't trade him now. It seems like he's fitting right in. He was leading the brigade today and giving fans high five running yeah. around the field. It was awesome. He had a nice little tribute to uh, Jose Fernandez, too, who unfortunately passed away in a boating accident this morning. He hung his jersey up in the dugout. Uh, Jose is also from Cuba, like Yasiel Puig, so they have a, they were former teammates and close close relationship. Yeah, that was very. We started out the day in a very somber tone, hearing that news this morning, and you know, for, for really shocking to the baseball world to lose one of its uh, youngest, brightest stars. You know, you hear three a.m. accident, and you wonder like what happened with these guys, and it turns out like there were no drugs involved, there was no alcohol that we know of. It was just a, a fishing accident, a group of buddies going out to have a good time, and. Mm-hmm. Things went awry, and just, yeah, like you said, such a young talent, two-time All-Star, former NL Rookie uh, Rookie of the Year in 2013. Mm. He he will be missed. Yes, he will be missed. Rest in peace, Jose. Uh, the sports world lost another uh, great yeah. figure. Arnold Palmer passed away today. Too, I think so. I know what I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. A little iced tea, lemonade, and uh, some vodka. Yeah, <laughs> Spike it a little bit. Spike it up. You know, just, I would want that. He would want that. I think. I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. Um, but really, just an incredible game today. And like, like I say, you couldn't script it any better with Seager tying it in the seventh, and then Kenley, you know, who's been you know so dominant this year. Um, Off night a little bit. Like, well, I mean, they overworked the guy. Yeah. You know, just yeah. he's he's the most durable reliever in all of baseball. But he gives up the home run in the ninth to David Dahl. Uh, to have them go ahead three to two, and then he did it again. Seager, he did it again. This guy's the it's rookie of the year, right? Time. It's like hands down. He's run away with this. Can we, can we safely assume this? Uh, well, oh. here's, 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 here's a little something because everybody's willing, you know, especially right. around Dodger Land, is you know, ready to hand him the trophy. <laughs> and the MVP. You know? Dave Roberts is like, he's he the did. MVP as well. He did. He did. That's, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but um, he. And ever since, like, his two closest competitors, the other shortstops, Trevor Story and Great Diaz, yeah. Diaz from uh, the Cardinals, they got injured, like, six weeks ago. You were like, okay, it's Seegers to take down. But an interesting guy who was a little bit of competition for him, his very own teammate, Kenta, Kenta Maeda. Maeda. Yeah. I mean, you know, with his win last week, he, this week he improves to 16-9. and Kenta's – oh, you're good. Yeah. You know, and that, that leaves him one short – of the Dodgers' rookie record for wins behind, who is that behind? Tell us in the uh, in the in the YouTube world if you can. <laughs> who had 17 wins as a rookie? I'll give you the year if nobody gets it, but you know. I actually saw this trivia, here. and yeah. the name is escaping me, but I have an idea. I think I have like an inkling of who it might be. It's right. an old timer there, so right. you guys might want to reach into your history books and yeah. hint there. And it was incredible um, after the game. Um, all, and even during the game, when uh, Dodgers were coming to the plate, they were looking up to Vin and tipping yeah, the helmet so and sweet. stuff. And it was great, you know. And uh, you know, after the game, they're out there and they also kind of like all looked up on them and like from the stand, like splashing champagne on everybody. <laughs> and it's like I thought there used to be a rule was like you had to keep that into the uh, locker room. Keep, but you know, they that were was doing a, it right out there, in the right on the mouth. field. You know, better uh, I guess better than jumping into a pool in uh, at Chase Field and like the Arizona Diamondbacks that one year, where they, that caused a little bit of. So I guess, I guess better than jumping into a pool. But that was such a sweet, tender tribute. Yeah, like you said, every guy coming to the plate, giving giving Vin a little wave, and you know, you know, Vin is on record saying that we've meant more to him than he has to us. That's just not true. Yeah, that's just not true. He's such a sweet guy, but the fact is, he's meant more to us than any. When I think of Mr. Dodger, like he is Mr. Dodger. He's oh, yeah. Dodger. He's Dodger baseball. Absolutely. And um, 
And then he like played a rendition of him singing, I believe. He, it was a song to his wife of him singing that right. the, excuse me for saying the balls of this guy for wanting to share this with the entire stadium. Like yeah. I would have been like that. If that was me, like this is staying between me and my wife, <laughs> especially for the wind beneath my wings. Was that that Midler song? Right, right. right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And so the, the whole stadium was there singing with him when the guys were, and that was just a really special, special tender moment. Yeah, that was good. Oh, somebody in the YouTube world, uh, Joe Nelvlogs said the wind beneath my wings made him a little teary. And I hear you. You know, it wasn't a dry eye in the house. Yeah. I'm not a Dodger fan by birth, but I was welling up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, Vince Scully, you know. Unfortunately, he's the soundtrack of even my life a little bit <laughs> with uh, the first time a baseball team broke my heart back in 86. Uh, we're talking about Buckner. Little roller up along first behind the bag. Gets through Buckner. Here comes night, and the Mets win it. That's etched. In my brain. Where were you? Even even with that. I want to. I want to know where you were sitting with the was, moment it happened. I was in my den at my you know house. I was you know a youngin watching okay. with my dad and uh, my brother. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a sad day. Sad day. I had to go outside and take a walk after that. One. Would you say something to Bill Buckner if you saw him on the street or in a bar? Now. We've, uh, you know, you've made peace. Uh, yeah, it's it's a post old four world. Okay, it's fine. okay, okay. It's cool. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, but uh, getting back to the Dodgers. Yeah, so that was like you know a great tribute and really a great weekend for the Vince Scully weekend. You know, with the uh, I saw a little bit of his press conference the other day. It was interesting to hear that uh, they were trying to get him run for governor of California at one time early <laughs> in his career. I, I heard that story. Did you hear the whole story about that? No, no. The guy who approached him for that, Vin politely told him, I'm with the other party. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, a little miscommunication there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's some great, as there's calling it, Scully stories that came out. And um, it seems everybody had a story with him. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Who wouldn't? When you broadcast for 67 years, he's broadcasted something over 9,000 Dodger games. It's almost half the games, more than half the games Dodgers have been in existence for, which right. is insane to think about. So those are some big shoes to fill for, what is his name, Joe Lewis, I think, believe, coming in, the broadcaster coming in after him. and those are some, he's Joe still, Davis. Joe Davis, excuse me, yeah. excuse me. Um, and he... Um, I don't think he's got 67 years on him. He's I, young. I think he's, he's got about 24 years on him, actually. Um, he, might, he might have 50 plus. I mean, he's still a young kid. He's probably 30 years old. I think he's younger than that. I think he's in his 20s. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so he's... Uh, he's certainly not 22 like Vin was when he started. No, he's not. And it's so hard to follow these icons, whether you're following David Letterman or, D- or Jay Leno or Joe Buck or whoever it may be. You know, I feel like you Joe always... Buck? Oh, great announcer. Well, I feel like you always want to be the guy. Jack Buck. Excuse me, Jack Buck. Excuse me, Joe okay. Buck, the, uh, the the son. His son. But I feel like you always want to be the guy who follows the guy who follows the guy. You never want to be the guy right after the icon. That's so, it's just, oh, such a hard shoes to fill. That's so. tough. But at least, he, you know, it's not like Vin's getting canned. He's going out on his own terms, you know, so it makes it a little easier to follow a guy I think, after that. And I really respect that October 2nd cutoff date when people bring up, hey, should we do the World Series? The person I would love to see him do a World Series, especially if the Dodgers made it. But he's been pretty firm. I'm like, this is it. Like Michael Jackson. Yeah. This is it. This is final. No more. See <laughs> <laughs> him kick his leg. Um, yeah, he will be doing uh, the Giants series, the last series of the year up in San Francisco. So you will have uh, three more opportunities to hear him call a game. And if you're a youngster that doesn't like baseball, you should get into baseball. And, uh, Now's a good time. Legends. I mean, he's... He's incredible, and the best to ever do it. Speaking of the Giants, that was quite a. Dodgers had quite a run in, literally and figuratively, with the Giants this week. <laughs> yes, it was great. I mean, the the Dodgers um, 
you know, they wanted so much to win it for Vin. Yeah. In the, during this weekend, and they really had to do a lot to pull it off. It was six in one week to get it to happen on home soil, pretty incredible. And the week got started off in kind of a, kind of a testy situation on Monday. Monday night was a, was a rough go. Uh, we actually won that game two to one, but there was a little skirmish, I believe, in the seventh inning between Yasiel Puig and Madison Bumgarner. As you probably know, a little roller up first base and a good hustle play by Bumgarner got him out. And I guess he didn't like the way Yasiel was looking at him. First, I think Yasiel was just running to first and just kind of like, crap, I just grounded out. Right. But some words were exchanged, some tempers were flared, and all of a sudden the dugout's just cleared. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of rivalries in sports. And players, you know, they switch teams often. And you always hear, like, the rivalries are more for the fans than the players. These teams really don't like each other. Oh, yeah. They truly do not like each other. I don't think Baumgartner likes a lot of people. He's just like, you know, he's got to check himself. A he's got, bit. and you know, he's a big guy. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but like Matt Morris was like holding him back. And he's like, Matt Morris is a pretty big guy. Mm-hmm. And Bumgarner is like throwing him away like a rag doll. Just yeah. like, he's like, <laughs> the guy's having trouble restraining him. We'll right. put it, I'll put it that way. Right. And, you know, it's all tug in cheek. I heard that. I heard the Dodgers made up teachers saying, don't look at me. Yeah. And they're kind of to give medicine. <laughs> they give him one the next day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, this rivalry is for real people. Yeah. And it's not just for the fans. The guys the guys feel it, too. And baseball needs this. I was like, you know, with as well as I mean, Madison was pitching, I was like, get him to swing at you. you know, so <laughs> get this guy out of the game, you know. But inexplicably, Bochi took him out before I think he was even at 100 pitches. And their bullpen's pretty horrible. So yeah. the Dodgers were able to make a comeback. So that was kind of like a rallying point, you know, after that. Because I think they were down one nothing at that time. They were down, feeling the momentum, feeling the energy. And, uh, like, they won They won the game 2-1 to one Monday night. Yeah. So, But at the same time, a little, a little drama. And, like, this has played out with them before. There's no love loss between Yasiel and Madison Bobgarner, so... Yeah, that was that was that was that was great. I mean, and you know the classic matchup, Kershaw uh, versus Mad Mom, and they got the two in the ninth to win it. It was great. That was the first time we'd seen them pitch since, since earlier in the year when both guys were healthy. Because usually these guys face off each other like four or five times during the year, and it's always usually like a great game, like really kind of a battle of battle of these these star pitchers. Yeah, they matched up a few times this year, I think. But um, it also Yasiel dove into the stands. You see, and that, yeah. He didn't make the catch, but he did that like flip. He went in hot. hot. He's been, made, like, been making great defensive plays the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. in center field and right field. He is just patrolling. He's playing. He knows he's on thin ice. He right. came back from purgatory, otherwise known as AAA, and he's been on fire. He's been hitting. He's been defensively, and the best part is we've heard nothing about him being like a poor teammate and being aloof. As you know, was kind of his mo before this. So, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. he's also healthy for the first time in a while too. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just seems to be doing. And you know, for a team that can't hit left-handers, he's been hitting lefties. Been hitting lefties, <laughs> which is used for this team. So, I mean, I think he's got four home runs off of lefties since his recall. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and he had a heck of a game the other night uh, where he hit, he hit that bomb in the first inning uh, off of Matt Moore, another lefty. So, it's good to see. The Dodgers, who although collectively as a team they're hitting like two ten versus lefties this year, they kind of busted out a little bit with five first inning runs the other night off Matt Moore uh, in the finale of the, that Giants series and able to take two out of three from the hated Giants. Uh, yeah, and like it's like I think Vin said it too. It's like it's yeah, sealed night, <laughs> you know, because he not only did he had that um, that three run bomb, 
but he had that great over-the-shoulder catch yeah. where he kind of ran up the wall, Bo Jackson style. Yeah, little Griffey, cool. Bo Jackson. Uh, yeah, and then like, but in the first inning, he threw a rope that uh, Ruiz couldn't handle. He would have had the guy at the plate. Would have been another one of those incredible weak throws. You know, you know who's actually been playing pretty well too in in the outfield. His was the guy that we traded for Reddick for, or that we got Reddick yeah. in the whole Puig debacle, or not debacle, but you know what I mean. And Reddick has been hitting a, b, been playing outstanding defense. Yep, he threw, he drew, he grilled a guy the other day at the base, and he's just been making controlling and playing really good. The Dodgers are hitting on all cylinders right now, from top yeah. to bottom. So yeah, I mean he had a um, in the the the. Big Kershaw win the other night when they scored 14 runs for him <laughs> Saturday night. Uh, he had a grand one slam. One home run in that game, too, by the way. Oh, there was a home run? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Kershaw? One home run. Yeah, just the, no, there was one home run in the 14, 14 win game. Oh, so yeah, that, that, kind of... that kid, a rookie for them, who was, like, from Valencia. He yeah, exactly. It was crazy. Chatsworth High School, yeah. There you go. Um, you know who else went to Chatsworth High School? Dewey Evans. Woohoo! Shout out for the Sox fans. <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Reddick, yeah, he had a grand slam in that one going three for four. He is hitting like almost 400 in the month of September. It's ridiculous. This has been the greatest month ever. Like, what a a time to peak. It's pretty crazy. They're now eight games up in the NLS. They've now clinched, but they're eight games up, and the Giants are just faulting right now. The Rockies, you know, I got to say, they they played the Dodgers tough this series. They have nothing to lose. And you know, I've been saying this all year. It's always the Rockies at the end of the year that have worried me. And we did we did take this go six and one this week, but they were they were hot bought games. So. Yeah. Aside from that Saturday one, yes. The um, yeah, I mean, and they were able to put the sweep on the rocks, and they needed every one of them if they were going to win it at home for Vin, like they did. So that win for Vin motto was kind of becoming the mantra of this team. That kind of started of uh, maybe six eight weeks ago when Yasiel had those cleats made up with <laughs> Vin's face on them. They say win for Vin. Yeah, he he uh, actually presented those to Vin, and that's been kind of a little bit of uh, of the motto of this team moving forward. So it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, the Dodgers four straight. NL West title, the only NL West team to win four straight. This is the sweetest one, personally, as as Dodger from Dodger fan as myself. This is this is the sweetest the sweetest one. New manager, pretty much a new team. So much adversity this season. Like Kent Maeda was the only Dodger starting pitcher to not go down this year on the on the DL, Mm -hmm. and that's just the way this team has been able to bounce back and just. Use these Charlie Culbersons and use these Rob Sedgwick's. If I pronounce it, mispronounce his name. Sorry, 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 Rob. (laughs) That's a little tongue twister. But they're finding these Andrew Tolls, these guys, these Diamond in the Roughs, who just have been such compliments to this team. Because you still have the Corey Seager, who's the second year in the Dodgers, but it's like his 28th year. You still have Adrian Gonzalez, so you have like that veteran presence. And then these new guys have really fit in seamlessly. Yeah. Andrew Tolls, especially, has really impressed me. He's, uh, you know, even when he sits the whole game, you know, he'll in a pinch hit, he'll get a hit. Yeah. And that's the toughest thing to do maybe in all of sports is to be cold and then come in and face a guy, that a major league pitcher, probably throwing mid-90s and to try and get a hit off him. And he's been great. And some of those rocky pitchers in the series were throwing some serious heat. 
uh, Mattis and uh, Gray, they were these guys were, or excuse me, Bettis. Mm-hmm. They were throwing 96, 97. So the Dodgers were really facing some like good young guns. Yeah, and, but they weren't hitting their they weren't hitting the zone, which was which helped us a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> actually, that helped us a lot. <laughs> but these, this Rocket team is a team on the rise. So they are. I think they finally got smart and like realized, oh, the ball doesn't break in uh, you know Colorado, so we have to just get flamethrowers in here. And so Gray and you know, Bettis and Anderson, you know, those guys are all going to be good pitchers, I think. So. Well, you know, they really started – these guys These guys really came up through their farm system, which is the best way to grow your team, especially when you've been rebuilding, which feels like the Rockies have been rebuilding. Even when they made their World Series appearance, like they're always rebuilding every other year. So, right. so I'm, I'm glad to – I'm actually glad to see them, like, on the right path. I mean, you know, make, hopefully they'll be competitive the next couple of years. Cool. Oh, we got some people shouting out from the YouTube world. Yeah. Um, you know? Uh, we touched upon the don't look at me moment. <laughs> that was great. And, you know, a catalyst to this great week uh, that the Dodgers have had because, you know, didn't back down. Yasiel went right back at him. And, you know, like not only did it turn around that game and get them a two to one win when they, you know, were down one nothing, but that kind of sprung them into a week of going six and one, taking two out of three from the Giants and then sweeping the rock. So that was great. It was so funny because, you know, Vince Cully was actually great at uh, doing the lip reading of what the guys were saying on TV. Did you see that? Of, of the Baumgartner Puig fight, he was able to like read what the guys were saying and like he was yeah. kind of giving his Vin, yeah, it. he was giving like his classic Vin take. It was like, he's saying, don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna miss that. Oh, I'm gonna miss it so much. And Chris was wondering who you guys think will be playing first in the playoffs. It looks like the Washington Nationals because the Cubs will, because they have the best record, will play the winner of the wild card and then uh, the, we'll play the Nationals. So, Appreciate it, Chris Madden, for uh, shouting us out and uh, hitting us up on the YouTube. Um, yeah, I mean, the Nationals, how do you think the Dodgers match up versus them? Well, I think they match yeah. up really well. Yeah. Um, they got Na- a lot of that good pitching, a lot of good starting pitching. And they can hit. Like they're, I, I, Maybe I said that a little too prematurely, <laughs> prematurely but I, uh, I'm feeling really confident for this Dodgers team right now. Yeah. My only worry is actually going into this week, knowing that we've clinched and like the biggest fear is guys kind of like taking a step back and maybe relaxing a little bit. Right. And I want them to be healthy and I want them to rest, but you don't want them to take that foot off the pedal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because too much downtime, you know what that could do to a ball player. So. Yeah. And one. Uh, one area where I think the Dodgers have a, a clear advantage is the bullpen over Washington. Washington Nationals bullpen can be had. So if you can get past the the Scherzers and mm-hmm. uh, you know the the Tanner Roaks of the world and can get into that bullpen, you know work up that pitch count and you know get get into those seventh and eighth inning guys, they can uh, they can make some hay. It also a lot depends on the Dodgers starting pitching because, uh, as we've known, I'm not sure Casimir is going to make the make the roster, but Casimir, McCarthy, those guys, when they get in trouble early, early in games, it's usually a long night for the Dodgers. So, I think a key to the, a key to that is trying to get our, that starting pitcher going, getting past those the fourth and fifth innings. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, Friday night, Cas um, only lasted 19 pitches before back he was spasms. Pulled. Back yeah. spasms. So, yeah, it's not, not looking too good. Uh, Ross Stripling came in and threw three scoreless innings in relief, and that was, like, that was, you know, great night from the bullpen. Um, Urias is pitching well. Gave him a couple runs the last few, last few games. But, you know, he's never pitched out of the bullpen, at least at, at the major league level yet. Yeah. Up until this week, so. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of a little surprised to see him in that blowout, but I guess it's just like getting his kind of feet wet in that new role. And, uh, but, you know, that could... 
is incredible. He and was they're just kind of slowing down his innings pitch count. So. He was warming up today in the first inning. It was 97 in L.A. For those of you who are tuning in, don't live in Los Angeles. <laughs> it was a hot day today. And uh, all of a sudden I was like, is McCarthy hurt? Like, what's going on with that? Because you, you see Ruiz warming up in the first inning. We don't know if, like, he just wanted to get loose or what, what was yeah. going on there. A little, little, for me, at least, scary moment because we know, like, the arm issues McCarthy's had this past year, the past yeah. two seasons. So yeah. Yeah. glad to see him go back out for, like, the second, third, and fourth, and fifth inning. <laughs> yeah, he pitched, he pitched decent. You know, it didn't factor in the decision. But, you know, he went five and a third. And only gave up two runs, so he pitched. He pitched well. This game, this Dodgers left a lot of runners stranded. This game, like I can't tell you how many guys that we left stranded on second and third. I think I saw about three or four times mm. this game. So there's all the, the the heroics and the fandom was actually done later in the game from like the seventh inning on. Yeah, they. I mean, they had a real clunker early in the week when the Giants shut them out in the second game yeah. of that series. They uh, were zero and ten with runners in scoring position, leaving ten on base. So that was kind of tough. But um, you know whose star is shining bright right now? Yasmani Grandal. Talk about, talk about one of the guys. You know, I he's know he's starting to get on his uptick. He's really starting to hit, and he he's just had timely home runs and double and, and hits and general hits, and he's just been he's really feeling it right now. So yeah, he had a two home run game the other night, including a grand slam. Uh, that was kind of like you know needed uh, to in support of. Brett Anderson, of all people. Yeah. That was in the 7 4 Dodger win. Dodgers were down three runs after five, and Grandal's Grand Slam kind of put him in front to stay. You know, so it's funny seeing these guys that were on the DL, these veterans, all kind of coming back at the same time. You know, uh, Brett Anderson is okay, but he hadn't pitched since August 20th. Went five innings pitched uh, for the club. You know, that's four, fine. Four runs, you know, kind of to be expected a little bit. Maybe not the four runs, but you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that he went five innings. You know, he got knocked around a little bit, but yeah, you know, six hits. It's like for a guy that you know hasn't been pitching, I, I think that's pretty good. You know, it wasn't as good as Anderson's return today. He hadn't pitched since uh, August 13th, and like I say, he only gave up the two runs. It's kind of cool to see. He's he's a a, a, a LA boy, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon McCarthy. So it was, he was psyched to get the start on Jim's last call. <laughs> You know, last home call. So uh, he's pretty pumped about that after the game when he was talking to Jay Hare. Uh, in that uh, game where Grandal had the two bombs, uh, a ridiculous play by Chase Utley. Did you see that one? I did see that. How do you even have, like, wow. the fortitude? Like, wow. I played second base. Wow. And I can just tell you, when he bobbled it, his back, when he picked the ball, was completely turned. And just, like, the, the foresight to... To know how where to flip it because I can tell you he he was looking at the ball when the ball like, the ground ball when it was hit to him like how did he know like how to line up and just intuition and just yeah. like I love watching this guy play yeah just playing the playing that position I guess for you know fifteen years at the big league level I guess that's what comes with it it was yeah it was I've, I've I'm thirty years old and all my years of watching baseball I've never seen that before so that was one of the best that was an incredible defensive play well that's a play you'll be able to make when you're thirty seven like Chase <laughs> you know you just grow into it all you right know, it's part of the maturing process thank you thank you no problem <laughs> a great, great year at 37 uh fielding uh but yeah i mean just it, folks if you happen to miss that play go ahead and check it out because it's going to be top 10 plays of the year uh so maybe you just wait for lists like that and you'll see it but incredible uh and you know another guy kind of uh old timer this time not a pitcher but with the stick resurfaced this week mr andre ethia yeah he's got a home run going back to back with jock in that 5-2 dodges win on uh, friday night 
Yeah, I had to eat some crow on this in the last show, as uh, Josh pointed out that I said he was not going to be back in a Dodger uniform this year. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, I will walk that one back, Andre. Good to have you back. Um, listen, he's been a Dodger for like, what, eight years, seven, eight years now? However, He's been a Dodger his entire career. He got traded as a minor leaguer with the Oakland Athletics to the Dodgers. And he's probably ten plus. He might be ten plus. Yeah. He might be ten plus. But yeah. he was such a he was so important, such an integral part of that team for so long that I'm just happy to have him back. And whatever whatever veteran leadership or capacity, platooning platooning from from the bench or whatnot, whatever he brings is only be going to be positive. So welcome back, Andre. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he, he makes a playoff roster. He might. You know, I'm actually thinking he might solely solely for one. We might Hitting need lefties. that. We might need that left handed bat. And two, he's this guy who's been around. He's been around for all four and now NL West championships. He's been around for every time we've gotten knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs> so this is this is a new group, new team, new season, new manager. So like like let's I'd love to, I'd like to see him on the roster. I would. Speaking of that manager, uh, Mr. Dave Roberts, I love the guy. Um, congratulations to Doc. He becomes the second rookie manager in Dodgers history to lead his team to the playoffs. You can tell me who the first one is, right? Take a guess. I mean, Tommy? Of course. Of course. It's Tommy. Mr. Tommy Lasorda? Yeah. Like yeah. 77, I think. Okay. Yeah. Won a World so. Series in 81, so there. Boom. Boom. Uh, Kershaw, this guy, I mean, and it really just speaks volumes of this team and why it's a, really a different team than the last three NL West champions is that they their biggest, you know, going into the season, you're like, okay, what could be the biggest adversity the Dodgers could face this year? Oh, I don't know. Losing the best pitcher in baseball Early. for an extended <laughs> period of time. So it's like, and you know, that was at a time where, you know, may, the bats hadn't really, all the bats hadn't really come around yet at the end of June. The Dodgers are six. He, he went on the DL, just a rally. The team just rallied around him. Coming out of the All-Star break, which is right around the time that Clayton, Clayton was hurt, the Dodgers were six and a half games back. And like people, people don't, I don't know if people realize you're coming in like like how this team was deteriorating. The bullpen was a mess. The starting pitching was a huge question mark. Guys were continually on the DL. Offensively, Grandal wasn't hitting. A lot of guys weren't weren't performing offensively. And just the mountain these guys had to cl- had to climb while plugging holes was people went down. It's just this is the season of, ad- of, of adversity, <laughs> yeah. more so than I've ever seen in a long time. So this yeah. has really been incredible. And Dave Roberts. Deserves all the credit. Um, I didn't know how he was going to be as a first-time manager. Obviously, none of us did. And to see him so energetic after a guy hits a home run or gets a big hit, and like he's like a cheerleader for these guys in dugouts. And sometimes that works for teams, sometimes it doesn't. But clearly, this has worked with this team. And just with the guys being so many young players on the roster, like they've really just feeding into him. And he's just been a, an absolute joy. And he's making good decisions. Right. So. I think what he brings to the team is, um, you know, that consistency. Every day, the guys, they got the same demeanor. You know, he's always upbeat. Always. You know, he always. forges a personal relationship with all his players. He, you know, wants to see them succeed. You know, and like in during the celebration and, uh, you know, in between wiping champagne out of his eyes, uh, Joe, uh, JT uh, was talking to Jay here today after the, in the post game, and uh, you know he was he was giving uh, Doc proper credit, you know, about sticking with him because you know JT's first two months of the season were pretty horrible, rough guy, you know? and rough then start. like you know he stuck with them, kind of maybe kind of come out of it a little bit in June, but then once that calendar hit July, 
he just took off and really carried the team for like the first, you know, three weeks of July. He's sitting on 27, 28 home runs right now, and he's just he's been crushing it. And he's going to be a free agent too. So. Yeah, hopefully the Dodgers will be smart and uh, keep him. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got to command quite a bit. He is, so it's like it's going to be interesting. It's like they got to maybe try and get him at a hometown discount. You know, if they can throw, you know, four at. 65 70 out there and hopefully that's enough to get him back in the fold it'd be great uh but that does kind of bring around to uh as you're talking about all the the guys on the dl mm-hmm. and on the pitching staff and you mentioned earlier the one constant being kent and maeda that kind of brings us back to our little uh question out there <laughs> because he's 16 and 9 right now the rookie record for a starting pitcher is 17 wins and that was in 1977 and it was Rick Sutcliffe. Okay, Rick. Yes. 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 Long time major league pitcher. Oof. Long time, yeah. And now a uh, broadcaster over at ESPN. Long time Cub as well. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and Good company to be in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Go Cubs. I, I like that, you know, all the hullabaloo and all the attention is on the Cubs. Because the, these Dodgers can kind of stay under the radar a little bit. And, boy... They got something special. How much under the radar can they be now, though? They've people are like. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like every day there's a different Cubs milestone that's coming up, so they kind of focus on that. Like they're going to be up to 100 wins. I think they're 99 wins, so they're closing in on 100 wins. It's like okay, do that, no problem. You know, <laughs> the, the, you know the Dodgers will. Uh, the Dodgers will hang at. Uh, I could ninety and sixty six. No I could, problem. I could see Maeda potentially stealing this rookie of the year away from from Corey. I think it's Corey's, but wow. I could I could kind of see it a little bit. Just he's having a great year, you know. Sixteen and nine. He's getting the ERA in the low threes. It's like durable. Hmm, it's pretty I mean, good. And it was durable. And I think they were really smart with him, uh, kind of in the second half of the season of giving him an extra day off whenever he can, and which he's a little more used to because in right. Japan they pitch once a week, so. This is the most innings pitch he's ever gone. So, um, and obviously we're going to need him because that, you know, rotation moving forward, you would like for it to be Kershaw, Rich Hill, and then uh, Kenta Maeda. So, uh, if they go with three, so if they go with four, I don't know who that's going to be. If Urias is pitching out of Bell, maybe maybe Jose De Leon, who's looked good. Yeah, I would love to see the Vegas odds on the Dodgers and their chances right now for the World Series. We were, talking interesting. A, uh, we were talking a little bit about that in the, on the, in the Red Sox program um, that precedes this. And, uh, <laughs> the um, No comment. <laughs> well, no, but Ben had some stats. That he said the Cubs were 21% on some website uh, to win. They had the Red Sox at 22%. It's crazy, but the Dodgers he didn't mention, so I think they're in the teens. Or okay, something. well the the Red Sox, if I may be saying, I know there's a Dodger show, but they're on an 11 game winning streak. They are on an 11 game winning streak. They're they're the hottest team in baseball right now. Uh, but you Big know, Poppy doesn't age. They can stay under the radar. <laughs> Poppy doesn't age. Is this it for him? Crazy. I know there's a Dodger show. Is this it for him though? Like, yeah, he's gonna be. You think so? The, the, okay. For a seven o'clock game, he has to get to the clubhouse at noon to start doing his oh wow thing. Okay, you know, all the all the stuff the. You mean the nap, the, the eating? Have to get him through. More like the <laughs> massage, okay, massage, and like you know, tub and all this stuff. So, right, right, right. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just can't get over how how great um, you know today's game went. And you know, Brandon McCarthy was kind of forced into it because Rich Hill was supposed to go today, 
uh, but there was a recurrence of those blisters. So yeah. that's another thing. It's like we got to get that guy right. So, you know, now that we got the division in the bag and, you know, aren't really going after best record, uh, he's not going to pitch again, I would think, you know. But he's got to, you know, stick his hand in pickle juice or something in order to, like, <laughs> toughen up that those cal- – uh, make those blisters calluses because well, this, they're definitely going to need him. Well, this is good news for the Charlie Culbersons of the world where they're now going to have this whole week, this last series, to really kind of shine and, like – See what see you know see if they can make this forty man roster come playoff time and you know what after today maybe maybe he's got a good shot there. You you know what is also great and like just another great part of the script. Charlie Culberson is a former first round pick of the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> I love it. Right, <laughs> I love it. Adds more salt to the wound. <laughs> yeah. So it's like and in San Francisco because they've been. You know, really sputtering and been the worst team in baseball after the All-Star break. They could find themselves out of the playoffs. Because right now, um, the Mets are ahead of them for the first wild card. And St. Louis is right on their heels. They've got the same number in the loss column, 74. And San Francisco's got one more win. So it's going to be interesting. San Francisco uh, goes to Colorado, I believe. Oh, no, they host Colorado next. But... um, What's up for the Dodgers this week? They go to San Diego for three. And then San Francisco. And then San Francisco for three. Tomorrow's an off day, so there's going to be a lot of hungover Dodgers or still drinking Dodgers tomorrow, Monday. Well, so. they've played every day this week. They deserve an off day. They need, they need to rest. Yeah. <laughs> Last image I saw to them today was, was the beer goggles on a champagne. And I even saw they even gave uh, Vin one with his oh, little yeah. missing hand here. But <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so he was having fun with it. And... We love Vin. Oh, man. What was your favorite? Was Do you have a favorite uh, Vin moment? Or? I mean, you know, I mean, the one that's etched in my brain is the one I already said, but, you know. Then, that's not your favorite moment. That's just, like, I an mean, iconic moment. I don't really think I can proffer up one because I'm not, like, okay. like, in my blood a Dodgers fan. But I was rooting for the Dodgers in 88 because the A's, I hate, hated that A's team because they swept my Red Sox. But, uh, so it was definitely, and the Dodgers was such huge underdogs in that one. You know, so I'd have to say it's call on Gibson's homer. Plus, it was so great. And I was like, yeah, I was you know. too young for obviously Sandy Koufax and the Don Larson, like perfect game. And but I did see Clayton Kershaw's no hitter, right? And I did remember, I do very much remember Hideo Nomas no hitter and him calling that. So that's true. It was really kind of iconic. Well, we got to take off. Anything you want to say in ten seconds or less before we get out? Yeah, of I just want to see the Dodgers. You know, keep the keep the foot on the paddle and not kind of let up. This is the kind of time where you know guys maybe get a little feel a little easy, and you should take a rest. You know, enjoy the moment. But at the same time, you know, get ready for playoff, Dodger playoff baseball. Charlie Culberson's going to get a lot of at-bats this week. He certainly will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang, that's it, Dodger fans. Thanks for tuning in for another edition of Dodgers Wrap 360. For Hunter Mox, I'm Mike Conley. Go Dodgers! Go Dodgers. Thanks, guys. We love you, Vin. Love you, Vin. Rest in peace, Jose. Rest in peace, Jose. Rest in peace, Arnold. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.